just tell you a little bit about me so you know why I'm here and why would I do what I do. I live just north of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my husband and I have eight children and six grandchildren. And in 1995, I was a patient in a mental hospital. So welcome to the afternoon So that's my story. And I hope you won't think I'm too flip about mental illness, but if you do, I would say, that's my story, that's how I share it, and that's the story that brings me to you today. So welcome, friend, to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 36. Today's hug, what type of coffee are you? Well-being and your personality style. I am Dr. Tammy West, here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. My friends, several of them actually, keep asking me, have you taken the Enneagram? Have you taken the Enneagram? And so finally I did. I Googled it, Enneagram. And it turned out like I thought it was going to be Enneagram.com, but there was like multiple websites. So I clicked on one and I went ahead and took it. And then I got three emails and it gave me like multiple numbers. And I don't know if I'm an 8675300 or 9. I hope you all get that. That was probably a really dad joke, but I'm going to leave it in. I don't remember what my numbers were, but then I I was supposed to figure out which one applied more to me. And honestly, after a few minutes, I was like, okay, I'm over this. I am all of these numbers. Maybe, maybe you can send me a link. Maybe I did it wrong. I don't know. But I thought maybe that was sort of indicative of my personality style. So I'm not making fun of it. And I think like I love personality styles assessments. I love them so much that I wrote one years ago and I called it, what type of coffee are you? Maybe you have taken it. So maybe you're sitting there shaking your head going, oh my gosh, I took that. She came to my place. That's what we are going to talk about today. But first I thought like two stories came to mind that might clue you in to my style. I think it's really fun to have one or two stories that exemplify the good and the bad of your style. So here's mine. Let's do the good first. Um, I've told these stories before, but just in the in the quick version, my house burned down in 1994, I think it was at Christmas time, burned to the ground. We had to get out, get our three kids, like kick out the screens, climb out, house burned to the ground. Second story, um, before my husband and I moved to California a few years ago, I got broken into in the middle of the night. I woke up went downstairs. There was a man stealing my purse. He stole my car. Um, I, I went upstairs. And as I looked out the window, he is sitting in my driveway. I think he's coming back. I don't know if somebody else is still in my house. And by the way, if you're someone who is like, well, I'd have gone all baseball bat on his head. I think I've said this before. I am not like that. It turns out I'm not so great in a crisis. And I would not have gone baseball bat on his head. I was like shaking in the bathroom thinking I was going to die. Anyway, it worked out fine, but but the part of those stories that I want to tell you that is sort of indicative of my style and who I am is I was pretty able to look on the bright side of both of those. I really was. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, just as I just told you I was afraid and not brave. Um, so no pat on the back, but I do have that style where I try to to look on the positive side of things. And there is more to it than just personality style, but that's part of it. Second story, the bad. Several years ago, I had a speaking gig in Daytona Beach, Florida. And maybe you're listening thinking, I saw her in Daytona Beach. Well, here's what you didn't know. I booked my flight to go to Daytona Beach. 
And three, four days maybe before it was time to go, my husband said, you know what? I want to go with you. That would be really fun because I think it was in like May. So the weather was beautiful. And I said, yay. So I pulled up the email to find out which flight I was on so I could book him on that flight. And when I saw the email, oh, what is the expression? My heart dropped to my feet or my stomach came up in my throat or whatever it is that happened because I saw that I had not booked a flight to Daytona Beach, Ohio, or Florida. Now you know, I booked a flight to Dayton, Ohio, and the event is like in four days. Now, my sweet husband, rather than like saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that or making fun of me or anything else, he said, it's fine. Let's just get the car and let's make a road trip out of it. It was like a 12-hour road trip, but that's what we did. So it worked out okay, but it wasn't something that made me feel happy at all. So those are my two stories, the good and the bad. If you haven't done any type of a personality assessment before, you might not be ready for your story, but trust me, you will. So here's how we're going to do this today. First, I want to talk for just a couple of minutes about personality styles and tests in general. Then we will talk about the four styles in my quiz and just some basic descriptions, again, the good and the bad. And then finally, I will give you three quick tips on using your style for mental and emotional well-being because that's why we're here. And by the way, I will post a link And I'll probably mention it again because I'll forget that I just said it, but I will post a link in the show notes and please go download it. No strings attached. I want you to have it. The only thing I would ask of you is to, you know, give me credit if you're using it. Uh, Maybe tag me on Facebook if you're talking about it or send me an email. Let me know how it went. Something like that. Okay, here we go. So first, just a quick bit about personality assessments. If you take an any All of them are, they use questions that are based on your relationships with people and your relationships with tasks, like how you work on things and some form of that. Some of them go deep, okay? Like the Enneagram, it does go deep or deeper than some. The DISC assessment, which I love, Myers-Briggs, all of those are like deep ones that give you lots of different letters or numbers. And some are quick and simple. You may have done one. There was a popular one a while back. What type of color are you? What type of animal are you? And my personal favorite, what type of coffee are you? Which is the one that I wrote. So just that's that's all. Just the basic. I just wanted you to know that they're all based on the same types of questions. Some go deeper. Some go a little bit less deep. And the other thing I want to say about personality assessments is, and you probably know this, it's not a way to put you in a box. We are all a blend of many things. The way that we behave with people is not just about our personality style. Um, It's about many things. It's about our age, our gender, our experiences, our belief system, generation. It's all of that stuff. But I'm telling you, personality assessments are a great way to build your relationships, build your confidence, and have better better mental and emotional well-being. Now let's talk about my style. So I decided to write, this was early on in my speaking career, and I was sitting around talking to my husband one night about um, personality styles, and he said, well, why don't you write one based on coffee? So it was actually his idea. 
it, coffee is very popular. You know, we all, you know, even if you don't like coffee, this is a, not a based on what type of coffee you like. It's based on what type of coffee you would be if you were coffee. So don't be upset if you're a tea person or a water person. It's just about what type of coffee you will be. Mine is not deep, deep, deep. It's fun, fun, fun. So we're going to start. I'm just going to do a basic description of each style and tell you why I named it that. The first style is what I call the instance. Okay, instance. Why do I call it an instant? Because if you are going to have an instant coffee, maybe think of a Keurig. You want it when? Now. You want it immediately. So instants tend to be a little bit more loners, introverted when it comes to people. When it comes to tasks, they tend to work really, really fast. So here's what's great about them. They tend to be honest and direct and clear and brief. And for the most part, they have control over their emotions and don't tend to have a lot of unexpected outbursts. So that's what's great about them. What can be a little bit difficult, what we might see as the part of someone's style, whether it be ours or another person's that we don't love, is that they can be seen as aggressive, blunt, dictatorial, impatient, demanding. And I wonder if you're shaking your head that that describes you or that describes someone else. So those are our instants. Now, polar opposite. Okay, if you take this test, you'll see that it's on a graph. And, and at the opposite end, polar opposite of the instant, is the cappuccino. Now, cappuccinos, the, the reason I named it that, if you think about a, a cappuccino, it tends to be a sweet sort of dessert-like drink that you might have with a friend, right? It's warm, it's sweet, it's relational. So cappuccinos tend to be social, more social when it comes to the relationship aspect. And they tend to, when it comes to the tasks, they tend to work at a more detailed pace. Here's what we love about cappuccinos. They tend to be good listeners, observant, sincere, appreciative of other people, and great advocates for other people. That's what's so wonderful about them. What can be challenging about them is sometimes they can be chatty. They tend to avoid conflict. They can be a little indecisive, and they may have emotional displays. This is Sometimes the, the cappuccinos are the ones you might say can be passive aggressive. So they'll hold things in. If you've heard from silent to violent or mute to brute. And, and the thing is, is they're more relational. And that's why they don't, they don't like that conflict. And they might be indecisive. Because what happens if I choose the wrong restaurant, right? You might hate me forever, which is not true. But that's, that's sort of how they process things sometimes. So those are the first two. Instance, cappuccinos, very opposite. The second two tend to be very opposite. The espressos, they come next. I named them an espresso because think of what happens when you drink an espresso. You're like, zzz, zing, zing, you know, fast, lots of energy. So espressos tend to be on the relational aspect. They tend to be very social. And on the work aspect, they tend to work at a very quick space or quick pace. Here's what we love about them. These are our people who tend to be creative and open and they love to brainstorm and they have lots of energy and they're always looking for the positive. Yay! Here's what can be challenging. They can sometimes be chatty, but it's different a different type of chatty than cappuccinos. Cappuccinos are, are often chatty like, oh, 
They're, they tell me. They want to they ask you questions and hear about you. But espressos are like chatty, oh, this is about me. Let me talk about me. Here's what I did. Here's what I said. The other challenging things about them is they can sometimes exaggerate, approximate, overpromise. And again, not because sometimes people think that they they might be lying or, but it's not that. They really do think that they can get you that report or be over to pick up your kids by three o'clock. They really think they can. They're like, sure, but sometimes they can't. And finally, espressos can be seen as insensitive. And they, they're shocked when you say that. But what that means is because they're so chatty, talk, 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 and they're so creative and looking for the positive, they don't always let people talk and they don't always hear their pain. Like if you had a dog that died, an espresso might say, but think about it. It's a great time to get a puppy. And you're like, what? So sometimes they can be seen as insensitive. Do you know what I mean? Like, let me feel my pain, please. Now let's do polar opposite from the espresso. If you look at the graph when you take the quiz, are our decafs. Now, why do I call them a decaf? If you drink a decaf, what tends to happen? Right? Like nothing. Okay. And when I say that in seminars, I always always laugh and apologize and say, I don't mean it the way it came out. What I mean is decafs tend to be very stable. They're not like up and down and up and down. This probably won't be the person that other people at work or at home say, what kind of mood is he in? Or what is she like today? That's probably not a decaf. So decafs on the relational aspect tend to be loners, a little more introverted. And as far as work, they tend to work at a more detailed, you know, slower, methodical pace. Here's what we love about them. When they talk, they tend to have a purpose. Do you all remember E.F. Hutton? If you're like my age, 50s, when he E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. So they speak with a purpose. They're good problem solvers. They are detail-oriented. They're very methodical. This is what we love. They're great. Here's what can be difficult about them. They can be seen as unemotional, maybe distrustful, critical, and rigid. You know what I mean? The rules are the rules. And sometimes they have difficulty making decisions or finishing things, but not for the same reason as the cappuccinos. It's not so much that they care about what you'll think. I'm not saying they don't care what you think, but it's more about if you give me one more day, if you give me one more hour, I will get it just perfect, right? So those are our four styles. They are, I'll say them again, the instants the cappuccinos, the espressos, and the decafs. Now, let's finish up with our three quick tips. Number one, understand there is no one best style, and I just did air quotes. We oftentimes think, especially if it's ours, oh, that's the best style. Like, well, well, why wouldn't you be creative? Um, I told my stories earlier. I don't know if you were thinking about it again, but my predominant style is espresso, um, shortly followed by instant. Those are my predominant. Creative, excited, sometimes overpromise. And but so I think, well, why wouldn't you be creative? Or maybe I think that someone who is just slow and methodical, I'm like, ugh. 
There is no one best style. We need them all. We need the cappuccinos, those super relational people. We need the instants to keep things on track. We need the decafs for the details. We need the espressos for the creativity. We need them all. So be very careful for your own mental and emotional well-being and for the expectations that we sometimes place on others. There's no one best style. Number two, use your style as a tool not as an excuse or a weapon. Here's what I mean by that. If you are, let's say you're an instant, and remember one of the the, the things that can be struggle struggles for other people dealing with an instant is that instants can seem demanding and impatient and, and very uh, controlling. So it's not okay if you are that way to just say, well, I'm sorry, that's just my style. No, it doesn't work that way. We all need to still try to do as best as we can to work well with other people and to relate well with other people. So don't use it as an excuse. And what I mean by a weapon, I actually mean that towards yourself. So back to my story about the flight. Listen, I try really hard. I mean, I've known, I've been doing like self-awareness and assessments for a lot of years, you know, since I was in the mental hospital to try to grow and have that peace. So I would beat myself up. Like I I try so hard and I still make mistakes, but I don't want to use my style as a weapon to myself. I want to use it to help me grow and, and in a way to give myself grace. Like I used to not admit that details were hard for me because I was embarrassed by it. Like I would see people who would be amazing at organizing things and I wasn't. And then I would feel bad about it. That's using it as a weapon against myself. I don't do that anymore. And I don't want you to do that. Again, not an excuse. I can't use my style as an excuse for being late all the time or any of that. But I also don't want to use it as a weapon to myself and beating myself up. And finally, number three. Use your style as a part of your overall emotional and mental health. Oh my gosh, there's just so much about understanding your style and others that you can use to help you grow. Okay, self-awareness and how you relate to people, expectations of other people, relating to people where they are. And that is such a sign of emotional maturity. Like sometimes people say to me, well, why should I have to use my style and change for everybody else? Why should I always be the one to which my snarky self wants to say, well, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. And sometimes I say that, but not in a mean way, because we don't have to do anything that we don't want to, but it's such a sign of mental and emotional maturity to try to meet people where they are. Like if I am going to try to get someone at work or at home to help me with a project, and let's say I know that person is an instant, why would I spend my time going through all this creative stuff? They're not responding the way I want them to. I'm not feeling happy about it. They're not feeling happy about it. And then nothing happens. Why would I not spend my time and energy trying to approach them in a way that they can hear me? I hope that makes sense. Um, I'm not saying let people walk on you. I'm not saying that you change who you are. I'm not saying that you are fake. I'm just saying use your style to understand yourself and others. And then it can be a part of your overall emotional and mental health. 
So I hope that helped you today. We spent just a couple minutes on personality styles in general. I went over the four types of mine, and then we talked about the three tips. Try to think of your two stories, you know, the good and the bad to keep in the forefront of your mind to remind yourself who you are. And definitely, definitely take an assessment and try to get others around you to do that. And I'm going to tell you how to get that. So that is our time for today. I hope that you learned something and you will pass the show link along to a friend or two. And please subscribe and download wherever you are listening. Um, That way you can keep the episodes and that definitely helps us to grow. Head over to TammyWest.com to get information if you would like for me to speak at your next event. And also I will post the link there for you to download. So it'll be the assessment. It'll be the questions and the explanation and a quick description of the styles. If you are interested in my help at all with that, please let me know. I would love to, of course, come to your organization or do a Zoom or a webinar. I love all that stuff if you need some guidance. Um, I would love for you to follow me on Facebook, my primary social media home. And if you do the assessment, especially, well, with you or with a group, I would love for you to tell me there how that went, share your stories, anything else that helped you. Remember the monthly giveaway will come from leaving a comment on the blog, so be sure to do that. And thank you so much for being a faithful listener and growing our special community. And finally, as we always do, remembering our mental and emotional well-being goal, I hope that you will renew your thoughts daily adopt empowering language that prevents verbal harm to yourself and all those other styles and make positive mental and emotional choices, including your style, on a daily basis. And until next time, consider yourself hugged.